0: Sometimes we deliberately step into those traps. I was born in mine. I don't mind it anymore. Oh, but you should. You should mind it. Oh, I do. <laughs> but I say I don't. <laughs> no, I don't want no squall. The squall is a guy that can't get enough from me. Hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's ride.
1: And welcome back to Not So Ukulele Bound by Dublin men Club. Another great intro song there. And cover chosen Bra- by today's guest. Maybe that'll help you figure out who it's gonna be. And yeah, how are we doing, Bradley?
2: I'm well, thanks and you. How how are you? I'm well, thanks as well. And you? I'm good, thanks and you. How are you? I'm not bad.
1: How about you? <laughs> How's it? I'm fantastic. Great stuff, jeez! We've really improved over this twenty-second period. Um, I hear uh, things may be looking up in Spain. Talk of easing lockdown restrictions.
2: Yeah, yeah, they've set up a, they've got a whole phase system, and they've got a couple of dates that they've given us. So, like, children were allowed out. This past week for an hour with a supervising adult, but apparently that was a bit of a mess on the so weekend.
1: It was let bring you out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, classic. Apologies. classic. Apologies. Keep going.
2: But yeah, so I I was allowed out for an hour, and that was nice. <laughs> How nice. Uh,
1: Why did you say that was a bit of a mess up? sir? um,
2: because I think. It was the case of the Spanish government giving the population a hand and the population taking the whole arm. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> it was just like like communal gatherings with kids playing and just parents chatting like normal, like everyone in like straight, straight back to normal contact, you know? Fucking hell. So, and we, the rest of the population was supposed to allowed to do like an hour of exercise on the 10th, or no, on the 2nd. But yeah. we're not sure that'll happen one hundred percent after the performance of the other population, yeah,
1: <laughs> bloody Spaniards, eh,
2: yeah, disgusting, sorry, disgusting. Alvaro. I know, I know you, you are one Spanish listeners. this doesn't apply to you, but the rest of it <laughs> you're you're
1: worse than the rest of them, but this doesn't apply to you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were taking Don't the first day one <laughs> uh,
1: yeah we we moved down a level when did Spain come up with that level system we we actually in New Zealand they've been on this level system for like six
2: seven weeks now I think yeah Um. um well, so what's happening in New Zealand have you
1: oh yeah to be honest not much has changed uh, for me but we f- phased down one level So people can go back to work. If you're able to work from home, now you still should. Um, But you're socializing. Yeah, you're supposed to stay still in your bubble. You're allowed to meet like one or two other people, some family or friends, if if you've been living alone and stuff. If you've been like Corbett and shouting at the radio, maybe. (laughs) But uh, fortunately, I'm not at those levels. So yeah, it's pretty much the same for me. Yeah. Maybe I'm allowed to drive to my run now though instead of instead of just starting from home. But that doesn't I probably won't really.
2: You want those extra miles though, for sure. Oh
1: true, true. I do. <clears throat> um yeah, cool. I suppose should we get our guests in?
2: Yeah. Who could it be?
1: Cool. Who could it be? Nobody knows.
2: Soon you'll find out. Ooh,
1: I have three contests for them, so this. Oh,
2: uh, cool. this could be <sighs> <tricky.
1: laughs> Okay, one of them's online. We're gonna go for that. Dun 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 dun
2: Right, I'll interview you for the, this one. I guess that's what it's going to be today.
0: Hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
3: Hey, hello. Hi. I'm really Hi. confused. I don't understand Skype at all.
2: <laughs> what a boomer. <laughs> what a boomer.
3: Shut up, Bradley.
1: <laughs> for those listening and unaware, this is Cloud Hello. Of the show. Welcome.
3: Yeah,
1: a fan. Big fan. fan. Big fan. Lots of listener questions submitted.
3: No, I meant I'm a fan. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant <laughs> I thought you meant lots of people had questions for me. I was like, yeah, I'll take them.
1: <laughs> no, no questions for you, I'm afraid.
3: Cool, cool, cool. Don't worry. I
2: mean it's a surprise guest every week, isn't it? yeah it does
3: make it (laughs) tricky for people
2: to find questions
3: that's probably a fair fair point
1: (laughs) well how is all back in uh back in crana
3: very good things
1: going well training flying i hope
3: oh i was about to just like be like i'm in the sitting room with my cup of tea but yes training too um it rained really badly today which was really nice because it hasn't rained in six weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's problem for you.
1: Almost in Madrid territory then.
3: Bet you regret moving to Spain, eh, Brad, when you could have been in Dublin.
2: Oh, yeah. Amazing weather. I mean, no one's going to um, abuse the quarantine if you don't want to go outside.
3: That's true. That's true.
2: <laughs> yeah. How was your Japanese exam?
3: It was mm, the aural was all right, but the oral was good. Uh
2: huh.
1: Nice. Yeah,
3: because it was kind of hard to hear the aural over the Zoom call, you know. Oh,
1: what? what? That sounds ridiculously poorly <laughs> organized.
3: <laughs> well, like, how else are they gonna do it? Like,
1: they send you an audio file.
3: Oh, but then you have it in advance.
1: Because they could email it out like five minutes before.
3: But everyone does those at different times because you gotta do it like individually. You know?
2: Interesting. This is Cloda Morin by if anyone
3: No, he Colm said that.
2: Oh okay.
3: Everyone knows this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the mysterious Japanese speaker.
1: This is, a... <laughs> is Cloda Morin we have on today.
3: <laughs> Hi guys, my name's Cloda. <laughs> I like no, sport. No. <laughs> I run sometimes.
1: Good to know. Good to know. It's been a while though, has it not?
3: Yeah, I don't actually run sometimes really anymore.
1: Oh, oh, oh. you want yeah. to break that down for us? I take it you're injured at the moment. What, uh, what is it and, and how you find that?
3: Uh, it's kind of my hip flexor-ish. Not actually my hip flexor, but that kind of region. Um. Yeah, so it's kind of an annoying one, to be honest. I've had it for like since kind of mid-January, so like over four months, I'd say. Yeah, four and a half, maybe. Um, That's
1: three and a half, but
3: yeah. Cool, cool. My maths degree is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese um, maths. Yeah. Uh, so three and a half months, apparently. Rumor has it. Uh, it's fine. It's just kind of hard to shake although I don't know if yeah anyway I'm cycling lots at the moment Uh, so you haven't got any
1: more like any details from the physio about what the issue is other than it's hip flexor or
3: well I got an MRI because he thought I thought there might be actual like serious serious stuff no (laughs) not not that serious but like MRI kind of stuff but the MRI actually came out clear so that was fine and like he knows the problem, and he's told me what the problem is, but I just can't really relay it to you, because it was quite complicated sounding.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. Tight hip flexor.
3: <laughs> Shut up.
2: <laughs> That's all we're going with anyway.
3: Yeah, it's simple. Cool.
2: It's tough to understand doctors speak sometimes. Yeah, it's it's so down yeah. hard. Yeah. You Do think they dumb
3: it down for me, you know, but they don't. Yeah. Like, he he was on about my A-doctors and all that stuff, and I was just like, I have nothing to say back to you.
2: Show me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> he literally got her
3: DNA yeah. so he could show her a picture. I was about to say that, and then I was like, I'm just digging a hole for myself, so I'm not even going to mention that. <laughs> uh, the pictures yeah, are not- actually
2: cool. So, but I suppose that means not much training then, eh?
3: uh not zero running I went for a test jog uh like a week ago which was my first run in a long time um and it wasn't actually sore but I just woke up the next day like really really tight and I was like and kind of like kind of nearly to the point of like sore tightness in my kind of hip flex area so I was like oh maybe I'll just wait and I'm I'm gonna get in my contact with my physio and kind of see what he thinks um but yeah just literally cycling every day um, doing my hip flexory exercises whatever they are and um, doing them every day and yeah that's basically what I've been doing for the past few months nice yeah good
1: how are you finding the uh, the setup with the turbo trainer and that huh
3: I like to mix it up a bit I go on the turbo sometimes and then sometimes at the start I just did the turbo the whole time but now sometimes I uh a fair bit of the time now I actually go out in the roads um because originally before lockdown it was really nice I could just like go out for spins and go out like kind of Wicklow direction towards Enniscary wherever and it's just nice long cycles whereas now I just find it a lot harder to get the same amount of time on the bike because just cycling around Raffarnham you know
1: ah yeah understandable yeah and any talk of like Lifting restrictions or anything in Ireland, or still um, set the same.
3: We're, uh, it's now the end of April, is it?
1: It is. Yep. Yeah, so May fifth oh, is when we.
3: May fifth is when we. Um, Reassess. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I I doubt, to be honest, that the restrictions will be lifted. Um. I'd say there's rumoured that it'll be stretched back to maybe 5k or 10k, but it just seems very soon for them to be lifting the restrictions, like there's still a lot of cases and stuff.
2: Who makes the announcements on those decisions? Is it the leprechaun-looking man?
3: No, no, ah. not him, okay. no. <laughs> What's his name, Brad? <laughs> quick fire. Um,
2: Quick Google, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Stephen. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is actually yeah, You're pretty close. Stephen uh, no. Higgins.
2: Here
3: go. Here go. <laughs> no, it's uh the T shock does it.
1: Yeah, Big
2: Leo. Uh Varadka. See Oh, there you
1: go. You got that
3: one. Nailed it. Um. Yeah, he's a doctor himself. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, mm. I he did do the make- MRI done. too. Yeah, fun fact. Oh, when I went in for the MRI, actually, it was a bit funny because it was already a bit of like a ghost town. I think it was maybe just before the lockdown restrictions were brought in, but everyone was kind of starting to. As well, it was kind of, it was kind of a weird time because I think everyone was kind of starting to panic because they were like, "Oh yeah, the coronavirus is getting serious." And I went into, um, can't exactly remember the name of the place, uh, but. It's basically like they have a GP, they have an MRI place, they have a pharmacist and all these different things. (laughs) And I walked up and there were like, I'd say like 10 people just standing at the entrance, just with these huge masks on their face, just like watching people come and go. Like they were just out for a smoke or something. (laughs) They were just watching everyone. It was like really, really creepy. And the whole place was like deserted. And people just wrapping themselves up in scars. And I was like, oh, dear God. So there were
1: like 10 people outside in masks for a smoke.
3: Yeah, but the whole pe- the whole inside, there was no one in there. But I think, uh, now that I think about it, they're probably actually wearing outside for a smoke. They're probably outside because there's a restriction on how many people can go inside. <laughs> that makes <laughs> more sense. Like <laughs> the queue, going in. Are no, it the wasn't smoke? a queue, though, because I could walk straight in. But I think because I was going into the MRI area, there was no queue yeah. for me.
1: Whereas they were waiting to be called up or something.
3: Yeah, from probably the pharmacist area, but I just assumed they were all outside having a smoke. But
1: but yeah, yeah. they're all they're all having smokes with the mask. Like I'm, I'm really confused by this stuff.
3: <laughs> I more meant they were outside, and I just assumed that was that reason. But now that I think about it, it's just not logical at all. <laughs> there are so many flaws in the fact that they'd be smoking, yeah. <laughs> like the fact
1: that they didn't have smokes in the hand.
3: Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: Good, good, good. Good that we cleared that one up. Um, Yeah, Brad was just informing me that they started, uh, oh well, to be fair, it sounds like a very minor easing of restrictions in Spain. They let people out with their, let children out with a supervised adult during the week and it, it went
2: to shit.
3: Oh really? I heard about the under 15 thing, yeah. Why did, why did it all go badly?
2: I uh, just they kind of abused it and all gathered in all of the plazas together
3: yeah, fair. in Sorry. the same hour. That's pretty stupid. Yeah.
1: yeah, but hopefully now they'll see the light and and uh, you know the I take it that means that the like I don't know the spread of the virus is starting to slow or something like that. Brad, does it? Yeah, it must I think... be. I guess after like a month of everybody not being allowed to leave their house.
2: Yeah yeah. Um but also like they so they've given us a, a breakdown of the phases and some dates. And eventually like the projected normality that normality date is like twenty fourth of June.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is pretty intense.
1: Yeah, yeah it is a It's a fucking yeah. Did you feel like in that sort of situation they might have been better off like giving you the like rough phases and not telling you the like end dates and just giving them to you at each stage so that like, because now people see that end date so far away and they're like oh Jesus, let me have any chance to get outside
3: Like in my Uh, head that's what they're doing in Ireland but I don't actually know if that's what they're doing because obviously I have no insight but like, because we won't know till May 5th but I just, I I think I just don't believe that anything is going to really change on May 5th
1: Fair enough that's kind of what they're doing in New Zealand too. When they announce a date to kind of wait and give you an update just a couple of days before that. Because they don't know what's going to happen, you know. So it's, yeah. Anyway,
2: South Africa, just, South Africa just announced that, um, well, like the president said that they reckon the, the peak in South Africa will be in September.
3: Oh God. Fuck. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense because they'll be going more into summertime as well
2: well now we're going into winter is ultimately
3: yeah but i mean that we be coming out of winter by september yeah, yeah which yeah. is probably more more of a time when it's actually spread when it yeah. gets a bit warmer oh
1: yeah, no but you would when it gets sure colder is isn't it, <laughs> it I, it's, I think it's supposed to i mean i don't think that's the biggest factor i think that yeah it is supposed to spread a bit when it gets colder but i think that
3: um... yeah my logic was really flawed there again
1: but I I'm not having a good that, like, day for the L brain.
3: I think <laughs> Japanese kind of put me in a bit of a <laughs> weird space, mentally.
1: <message. laughs> uh, I assume that South Africa is locked down and stuff at the moment, isn't it?
2: Or... Yeah, yeah.
1: Right, and they're still predicting the peak to be September. Wow.
2: Yeah, it's pretty well locked down, and like you can't buy cigarettes. I but... saw
1: that. That's massive Barney. eh? Jeez. Yeah.
2: It's pretty huge yeah so is that test. is that
3: because like they just want less people go into the shops to regularly buy cigarettes when they're not necessary or because they think cigarettes will worsen your like that region like your lungs and well, maybe that's it where
1: is. i think the it's because of, of it like there respiratory respiratory oh, okay, effect yeah. yeah yeah but i don't know brad will probably know more
2: i do not know more <laughs>
3: okay <laughs> we'll leave it there <laughs>
2: My theory Still is there. it encourages socializing. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> That's
3: actually probably I mean, like that is, yeah. yeah.
2: It's probably a combination of all the factors, I
1: guess. Eh? Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, well, look at that. So that we go back to the forefront pushing the uh, pushing new boundaries.
2: Yep. Like the good at old the days. So,
1: That's crazy
3: that their peak won't be till September.
2: Yeah, it's pretty scary because Which... I have flights, I have flights booked for booked to go home in July, and I'm like, oh god, I'm guessing they'll let me in if there's flights happening.
1: Do you like? Are uh, you like? I reckon so. Citizens are usually get in, you know. Yeah, assuming the flight does happen, probably is probably the bigger yeah. concern. Yeah.
3: Are you just going home for a little while, or is your are you done in Spain then? Like. Yeah, um... that's
1: what I was gonna ask as well actually, because you're supposed to be finishing up teaching obviously in june obviously you're not really teaching is that like is this the end of the european era or like
2: it's the end of the european er era for now
3: that brought Mm. a bit of a tear to my eye brad if i'm gonna be honest
2: me too it's sad
1: fuck that is sad
2: and you kind of (laughs) think of looking for new zealand beg your pardon what did you say
3: I said, Colm says that from New Zealand, so. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It'll break a man's heart, no matter the distance. <laughs> um, Are you thinking of just looking for uh, a job there, like settling down, becoming an actuary or something related, or trying um, to figure uh, something out and continue the kind of bum travel life for a while longer?
2: <laughs> I'm not branching out into front-end web development, so if anyone has any gigs... That's really them. niche. Drop drop me a mail.
1: That's not that niche.
3: Cool, cool.
2: Yeah, so that's the plan. And then get like a year, two years experience and then come straight back to Europe. So you can nice. practice in when when making your selections for the Euclid team too.
1: <laughs>
2: cool, cool,
1: cool. Well, any chance like if you've got a if you got a working job, say in web development by like January, which yeah. you know gives you plenty of time to settle on your feet and stuff. Yeah. Then uh Oh are you gonna be earning plenty of money to make a quick weekend trip to Ukulele next year
2: yeah for sure that that was that was
1: a that was a, like a yeah <laughs> I'm not even with you, and I can see you kind of nodding the head like yeah yeah
2: I'll make sure in every interview I go to that i i I let them know that I have two weeks of leave over Ukulele period. <laughs> great so just once you make that an important
1: condition yeah. i think your employers will understand you know your priorities lie with your sporting career
2: and we'll see he's a well-rounded individual
1: oh yeah yeah they'll be they'll be loving that well, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah anyway yeah can just let teacher? you guys
3: go there just <laughs> no, like ah, oh, just let them off
1: are you uh just like online learning front-end web development or are you looking at doing a course for a bit
2: um online at the moment yeah and then you, you think get back to africa and source it out see if you can potentially get a job as is, or if you need to do a bit more or what yeah, yeah like internship or job whatever i'll take it cool in that one stuff you
1: know? yeah yeah what sort of like Languages,
2: JavaScript, HTML, CSS, and React. I'm doing a React online course at the moment.
3: I did not realize you meant like programming languages. It's like (laughs) surely English, surely,
1: surely English.
3: (laughs) Uh, It's quite neat. Uh, Sorry, I just want to put in a word um, for a good friend of mine, Aideen. Yeah, who has a Java exam tomorrow. So good luck, Aideen.
2: <laughs> good luck, Aideen. <laughs> what
1: are the odds that she'll have finished this this episode before she starts the exam?
3: Probably pretty high.
2: <laughs> what time's her exam at?
3: I don't know, but I'm hopeful.
2: But Aideen is yeah. number one fan.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, if
1: you've finished your exam by now, Aideen, hope it won well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Woo!
1: Uh right, well, now that we've got everybody's backstory and all that sort of stuff going, maybe we'll uh move on to the real thing so Cloda, do you want to um start with the good old classic and run us through your your vendor team for in what like fourteen months' time who, are you, yeah. thinking? who are you who are you who's who you backing to be on that team? You have to pick it now.
3: Four people, is it? Four people. Me. Emer. Respect
1: the confidence.
3: Maze. Aileen.
2: Cool. Ooh,
1: this is proper competition here. She's going for the complete opposite team that Nia chose.
2: Interesting.
3: Well, that probably makes sense, because then we can have two teams.
1: Yeah, but... So you can't have, you have you a mix <laughs> Both of you are backing that, like your four is the better four, and none of the other four are even making the team.
3: Yeah, well, in fairness, I am pretty good. <laughs> that, that
1: All right, we'll
2: give you that one. Yeah, well, into my next question What is it like being the best orienteer in your family?
3: Um, I mean, I would say it's tough, but it's really actually not that tough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, would bad. you know? I don't it's think we've bad. seen not... it yet. There was hope this this year for you to prove break. that you were the best <laughs> orienteer. But uh unfortunately J W was cancelled and the results just haven't shown it yet.
3: Well, that's probably because there are no results, but uh um
1: As in you haven't been to J before?
3: No, I'm I oh I thought you meant from this year. I was like nothing's happened because everything was cancelled. Jaywalk um, could still happen. Like, yeah, no. hopefully it will. Uh, October next year or something. And when that day comes, be prepared to go down. Brad, be prepared about- to have yeah. your 33rd or whatever that oh, number was
2: she knows it all
1: smashed into
3: the ground. Yeah, I heard <laughs> yeah. you talking about it on, a episode recent, on an episode recently. The no,
1: casual, like, like, whatever that number was. 33rd I'm going for 33rd
3: no I meant like I knew it was 33rd but I want to say whatever that number was to show it was pretty like not high you know no not low like it wasn't uh, first that was me uh, like having a dig you know
2: throw it like treating it like trash like it's an average yeah. number fair 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 so should we take it you're going for
1: first then since you dropped that <laughs> as like an all right result
3: yep I think that's a fair assumption
1: cool you
2: Did should you say uh, it? Oh, sorry, okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You should just be getting out and leading all these orienteering courses, to be honest. The new face of Irish sport.
3: <laughs> if you say so. My cycling training, anyway, I think it's setting me off pretty well. Did
2: hey, you stuff. say it, it might happen only next year?
3: But I don't really know. I actually don't know much about it. I'm pretty sure Colm has been my main source of information about it. But I feel like I can't really I don't know if it's just me but I can't really imagine going ahead in October
2: And how disappointed are you that your final jaywalk has been disrupted by the beast that is coronavirus?
3: Well obviously I would like to have run it but I don't know for me it wasn't the end of the world because I was injured and like hopefully I wouldn't have been injured by the time jaywalk came around but you know, you never really know and I've been injured for a while and I didn't know that I'd be back to full fitness anyway, so uh, it wasn't. Yeah,
1: this is pretty casual. What? <laughs> I don't know, you just thought I'm not too bothered and fair.
3: <laughs> well, I just feel like weighing, taking everything into consideration, it wasn't the worst, but obviously I'd still rather have done JWUF yeah yeah um, oh yeah and yeah yeah no that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. um cycling back there i guess do you, do you want to uh name a euclid team as well, or are you happy just just leaving it then
3: I'll give you a team if if you tell me the people
1: uh okay, you want me to read out the full list. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, give me one moment. You throw any question there, Brad, and I'll uh,
2: I'll be back to her with the list in a moment. All right. Um, <laughs> this might be a big one, but uh, I'm sure, as you heard on last week's podcast, as you're an avid listener and listen to every podcast and every minute of every podcast. True. True. Um, we had Lawrence Quinn on the on the show, and he was talking about the vegan lifestyle. Do you? What is your diet? Ooh. What is your dietary plan in terms of uh, training and just life in general? I suppose.
3: Big question, Brad. Big question. Uh, <laughs> She's a um, vegetarian. Um, although at the moment I'd say I'm probably near vegan, but not through any intention. Just through being at home all the time. Uh, Except cheese, actually. Sorry, I eat quite a lot of cheese. Yeah. Cheese in my sandwiches and cheese on my pasta and stuff like that. But Mm. I'd say I'm probably... Yeah, that's about it. Um, uh, I'd say, like, when I'm in college, obviously when you buy more, like, processed food and stuff, not that I buy much food in college, but you're more likely to... I don't know. I feel like you'll be more likely to... buy something that has traces of dairy products in it whereas now that I'm at home all the time that just doesn't really happen and also I don't really eat much many baked goods anymore because I'm really bad at baking yeah. so that kind of takes all those out of the equation.
2: <laughs> are there any, Are there any nice treats that you like a, a sweet that you might eat?
3: I eat lots of dark chocolate actually in fairness I eat normal chocolate too. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, never mind. I'm not uh, actually vegan at all. <laughs> well, see, I was yeah, no. never planning on being vegan anyway, so this was just me hypothesizing.
1: Just well, trying uh, to make a claim for a moment, and then you well, realize, actually. I think,
3: yeah, I think it's i uh, <laughs> I'm more like, oh, I drink oat milk in my porridge, therefore I must be vegan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, that is funny. We but had it, the, it's true anonymous. too,
2: you must be, you must be. What, Brad? Um, No, we just had an anonymous submission, anonymous reports.
3: (laughs) I already don't believe this. (laughs) That
2: um, (laughs) Clodagh Morin eats marshmallows. What do you have to say about this?
3: Oh, that's actually true. That's my one caveat for being vegetarian. So you can call me non-vegetarian if you want. Like I don't mind, but I just wasn't willing to give up marshmallows. I don't eat jellies, but I do eat marshmallows because I was like, look this is this is my one compromise like it's this or i'm not going vegetarian at all and i'd rather be in my situation
2: we've gone from vegan to <laughs>
3: yeah, i know animal,
2: animal slaughter in,
3: in fairness i so like i marshmallows aren't really a thing you commonly eat but it's just i wasn't willing to give up my marshmallows when i do get a hot chocolate because they are kind of the best bit of the hot chocolate you know
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that. But that's I've never was a massive marshmallow person. Like Don't get me wrong, I definitely eat them. but.
3: Do you have marshmallows the part of the hot chocolate. in your hot chocolate? Are you vegan, vegetarian? What are you, Brad?
2: I'm vegetarian.
3: Do you have marshmallows in your hot chocolate?
2: No. That's, like,
3: that's
2: that
3: a bombshell. I and grew- also, sorry, you can get veggie <laughs> marshmallows. I'm pretty sure mostly i when i get marshmallows i'm pretty sure the brand i normally get is veggie but i'm not actually not certain about that so (laughs) I'm i'm not gonna make any bold claims but i am saying you can get vegetarian marshmallows enough said and they're delicious marshmallows
1: just to be clear to our listeners we have absolutely no respect for this person yeah. for their lies <laughs> and deceitfulness. And their efforts are really worthless. If you're going to contradict them with the likes of marshmallows, why you really didn't like?
3: I really didn't sell myself the, well there. I just shouldn't have come in with the like nearly vegan these days nonsense. When like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and was but, like, what is the kind of what was the background for you going vegetarian? I guess initially.
3: Um. Probably environmentally, Uh yeah, I yeah. So, I, I mean, like animals
1: some too. And that
3: eating,
1: wouldn't be soon. Yeah, I mean eating vegetarian, and, and except for marshmallows, and like mostly, and giving yourself vegan options surely you're doing a lot of the right work anyway. To
3: yeah, that's kind your of environmental goals, thing. which
1: is the main thing. Yeah,
3: um, I don't really like. I wouldn't be all for the whole, you know, either like all or nothing kind of thing that just didn't make any sense to me like not that i'm saying nobody should do all but i'm just like you can just meet in the middle reduce whatever you can do yeah with
2: yeah. the happy yeah.
1: agree in
3: the middle guys
2: nice that's
1: a no from me and brad <laughs> you no. though i know with your chat with your i guess shut up <laughs> Would the happy. you're meant to
3: be getting a list uh approved. list brad and i are chatting here
1: <laughs> i have the list ready ready to okay, run okay
3: what were you asking about the happy pear Brad? Uh,
2: i was just wondering if the happy pear brothers would approve of your diet i think, I that think was they the...
3: would because i made a really nice happy pear curry last night
2: okay nice yeah so they approve of it basically because
1: they're like oh this girl's buying her stuff she's no use but like
3: she's I giving didn't us money so buy... we'll take it oh you mean their their cookbook yeah I was like, I didn't buy them. Well, I don't know. Products, but, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, I... that's exactly it. I'm buying them off. It's yeah. a capitalist world.
2: Thank you to our sponsors, the Happy Pair Brothers. <laughs> Thank well, you very nice. much
1: to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, second in line, obviously, behind Big, Big Five a week in South Africa. That's happening from the end of December 2021 to the start of January 2022. Any interested listeners, get on to us. We'll give you all the details um yeah but anyway good to good to close out that segment and i guess like ariel cloud doesn't quite get the veggie life uh living life on the veg
3: guys i was quite literally there when you invented veganda so don't even try pull this anymore (laughs) and colin i know you love harry bells so even if you don't eat them
2: oh
1: yeah, I do love them but yeah, I also don't eat them, so there we are. But island, I, I, I'm also not making any
2: and don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> good. <laughs>
3: okay, I will actually move on from veganism because I'm not the person to have this discussion with
1: yeah well i don't know you did proclaim at the start of this.
3: <laughs> we've established that i'm not a vegan i don't want all your listeners to think that you always talk about veganism with people who don't even aren't even vegan
1: <laughs> i mean it wasn't us who initiated that but we'll move onward we'll move onward I'm... okay so your list of ukulele right <clears throat> um rory short mark stevens mark stevens Owen McCullough, James Haynes, Lawrence Quinn, Brad J. Lund, Jonathan Quinn, Connell Whelan, Connor Short, Colleen Corbin, Maeve Perkins, Nall McCarthy, Rory Long, Kevin O'Boyle, and Brian Armstrong.
3: Okay, I'm going to struggle remembering that, but I'm going to make an effort.
1: Yeah, you know roughly who's going anyway.
3: Do I put Mark Stevens on twice, because he was in there twice? I don't really know, but...
1: Yeah, well, he's got two emails, so if they can both run... Um,
3: it's up to you. okay here we go yeah No McCarthy is on my team
1: cool
3: I just know he's gonna be saving up those holidays you know he he deserves it
1: good man now congrats on the spot
3: um Connor Short and Rory Short are on my team
1: very good very good
3: kind of a little bit struggling to remember everyone I think my main thing is I'm just gonna say seven people and have forgotten people so it wasn't really a huge
2: tricky
3: yeah, decision you, for me but I'm okay with that
2: if you um, remember seven people you you've done better than Colleen, <laughs> I think
3: Colleen's Killeen, <laughs> going on my team
2: <laughs> wow this is like we just name
1: somebody and they make it on the team no
3: no seriously I I want Colleen there yeah um,
1: you believe in his his underlying navigational ability
3: yeah, I think he's just waiting to put everyone to shame, to be honest. Um, he's running well at the moment, I've heard. I don't know personally, but Rum rumour has it. I know that glad is a long time away, but I have faith in him. Um, I'm
1: sure he'll be glad to hear that.
3: Mark can get on my team. Um,
1: That's us up to five, I think, is it?
3: Colm, you can get on the team because I know oh. you've been doing lots of mileage yes, uh, recently.
1: Ooh, that was a close one. To be honest, I thought it wasn't uh, going to make the list, and just want to say thank the Lord graciously for this opportunity.
3: Now, Brad, I'm not sure if you've earned your spot. Like, like, tell me how your training's been going. Give me a bit of a a breakdown.
2: Um, you if anybody playing
1: play? the uh, the. DMC podcast drinking game that'll be two fingers
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can find all my training on at that point
3: okay okay but like if you were to give me a hint of your the yeah. amount of time you spent running or the maybe a little bit of mileage or i don't know
2: um <laughs> zero <laughs>
3: okay Brad that would be another two
2: fingers people
3: you're off the team um <laughs> but
2: but i don't know if you know i came 33rd in the sprint
3: and <laughs> I, do off, <laughs> I do know that i do know that that's
2: down your point people
1: that's but, down your um, point
3: <laughs> yeah with us with that um those stats aren't looking too great so um i am instead going to put. i don't really know who else uh i don't remember exactly just give me a second Lawrence Quinn is going on my team. Oh, Ooh. yeah.
1: And the back the background to that, you're happy with that choice, I take it?
3: Yep. I don't think okay. that, that one doesn't need an explanation. I'm just happy with the decision I made, you know.
1: Cool. No justification. Just Just straight up. Yeah.
3: I just, yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Well, very good. Brad, and,
3: um, I'm sorry you didn't make it. No hard feelings. No. Just worries. got, just gotta up the mileage, and then you'll be on.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Push the no distance. <laughs> 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 it's, um, it's not in Europe. I know, Clodo. It's not. It's not because. It's yeah, a... that's
3: the thing. I don't even yeah. know if you're gonna go to Yokohama. Like that's a big. That's what's the opposite of a selling point, a buying point. No, not that either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs>
1: Uh, um yeah uh naturally obviously the big or any question you haven't been to ukulele so related to that cancellation is it the um is it ukulele itself that you're really disappointed to be missing out on or is it the boat party
3: yeah i actually i've never been so i don't think this question really applies to me i'm sorry
1: cool so what's it let's say
3: both both all
1: right very non-committal
3: yeah you can't really be committal like I can't take it I like taking a strong educated stance on things you know
1: yeah you've really showed that today
3: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh yeah
1: cool um do you want to go through uh your training kind of what your standard training structure looks like any core philosophies you have about
3: Philosophy. training philosophies <laughs> um, my Gotta my training structure like i presume not at the moment i presume just in general yeah um fairly standard i'd say well this isn't necessarily always my training structure but this would be my ideal training structure is um hmm six runs a week session early on in the week um a kind of tempo run later in the week uh one long run and basically just in the mountains whenever you can be or for me because that's those are my most enjoyable runs.
2: Cool. cool. And do you have a do you have a coach who like kind of guides you through your training plans?
3: don't don't run your easy runs too fast. That's my motto.
2: <laughs> and do you have a coach that kind of <laughs> uh, runs you through your training plans?
3: Cool, thanks, Rath. <laughs> I feel so valued in this conversation um what do you mean do you have a i coach? gave you i gave you my my motto just no, there coach, but... you, you
2: just... <laughs> a coach you Egypt. code i don't know is my accent not <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know
3: but like a code no,
1: no a code. coach c-o-a-c-h <laughs> cool thanks brad <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought you said a coach. And then I can I just. And then she's it, like,
1: Do you have a coach? <laughs> Don't run your easy runs too fast, kids.
3: <laughs> no, I'm pretty much self trained. Interesting. I'm just kidding. Column kind of helps me sometimes. <laughs> a little heart bit. Heart sunk
2: just for I a heard, moment. I heard a heartbreak from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Even, all the way in New
1: Zealand. Fragile, fragile.
3: Crack. Um yeah no, I do actually get help from Colin.
1: yep the occasional tip here and there,
3: yeah, but I also yeah. help him, so it's probably like a mutually symbiotic relationship,
2: yeah, true, true. She's been um, guiding me through these big weeks recently, yeah, nice. you respect the the high mileage
3: well, I respect the high mileage, but I'm not I think Colin would be more of a uh, yeah, of the high mileage than I would be
1: Nah, Claudia loves it She's literally let's, there like Go on, I got over 60k this week Come on, let's get those back to back Yeah, uh-huh. and like, oh, You need to make sure you take an easier week Like uh, 45k or something So the legs are recovered and ready to go And she's like, nah, 60k, 60k
3: <laughs> Okay, first of all, that's not exactly how I played it but 60k, 60k it <laughs> I was, I think I was keen for the high mileage And I think that was nearly my problem, you know I was like you know starting to get a little bit of pain and was kind of like oh it's actually kind of grand I don't really want to take a full week off blah 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 and then I think I made it worse because I just kept kind of running on it so now with some time to reflect I've changed I'm a changed woman
1: interesting right so you think that uh your issue was kind of down to too much mileage
3: no not necessarily too much mileage but with high mileage comes like in my personal opinion or for me anyway comes like every time you do a run like kind of the desire to do a certain amount every run or like on a certain run do however much and then I'm kind of reluctant to not do that much because I feel like I haven't done enough then which I don't know if that's necessarily the right attitude, like if your body is tired or if you're feeling a little bit of pain or whatever.
1: Yeah, I do have to say, I think the big thing about like high mileage, you just need to be, and with age, I guess, you get more aware of your body and be quite ready to react if there's any issues and ease off. Um, And like that, the numbers aren't everything. But if you can train consistent weeks together, Obviously, they'll do great things in the fitness. I just yeah. w- opened up some stuff there, and I am reading. So, 7th of January, core Oops. session with Kevin. Too much side planks cause, tight, cause tired hip flexor post-skiing. Uh, see beach entry followed by note to hear the end of the story. Yeah, so that was off the back of a big week of skiing. Did that strength session, which obviously stressed the hip flexor a bit hmm where all my hip flexor issues began on some run here in donegal and then not really any mention of it for a couple of days then two weeks later we have a note yep my hip flex is fucked
3: did i say that
1: no hip flexor <laughs> strained, and what
3: oh uh, yeah uh yeah no that's what i mean like i did take a few days off but every time i like, say I got a little bit of pain after that gym session. I don't really exactly remember, but, like, I'd take a few days off, be like, oh, I'll test it, and then, like, go for a run. And then feel sore again, and then take a few days off, go for another run, and it's just, I don't necessarily think was, I think I should have just taken a full week or well, however long off and not tried to run enough. And as well, there was one run, especially when I was in Valencia, where I ran home after a few days off and I thought it actually wouldn't be painful this time and I ran home from wherever I think I got one of the guys to drop me off on the side of the road and I was like I'll run home from here because I knew it was about 10k and I ran home and like 7k in I'd say it started to get sore but obviously at that point like it was kind of cold and kind of evening time I wasn't gonna walk the rest of the way home I was in a t-shirt and shorts you know what I mean so I kind of just had to keep running home but in hindsight that was just probably not the best idea at all like to decide okay yeah I'm having issues with my hip flexor but let me out here and I'll run 10k home in this situation where I'm gonna have to run 10k home do you know
1: when was it you went to um
3: Um, I don't know exactly January sometime
4: hmm
1: and but no, I yes. can't find that data at all.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I if it's up on the checkpoint. Might be.
1: Pres- um, I- oh, you um, you ran out of your paid memberships, so maybe there was a week where stuff didn't get uploaded. Yeah, because which I was think- interesting because it, say, it says on your log that you uh, you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna take Thursday to Thursday off." So when I saw nothing that week, I was like, uh oh, she listened to herself," but actually, maybe you didn't.
2: Anyway, I just wanted to ask how much how much money and incentives has your brother given you for training?
3: (laughs) I presume this is a reference to Los Corbets.
2: (laughs) Los Corbetos. See.
3: Um. Zero. Although what I will say is, he does contribute to my uh, to the lifestyle I lead as a runner. (laughs) <laughs> oh God. He pays for my attack point membership.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do do that.
3: Which is very generous of him. Thank you, Colin.
1: You're welcome, Claire. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a, as far as it goes with incentives in our family.
2: Yeah.
1: We're really kind of um believers in the art, you know, and getting your own connection with the sport. Building it as much as possible.
2: Nice. Yeah. Wholesome.
1: Yeah. yeah, very wholesome. Yeah. Really wholesome family.
2: <laughs> it's not about money. Like the Corbett. Just capitalist.
3: Yeah, thing. capitalist pigs, am I right?
1: Claude <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, we're socialist bracket, really. Not quite at the communist level of yourself now, Brad. But, yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Picture the Corbett's as, like, Big multinational company business owners (laughs) and picture Column and I as like Tibetan monks, kind of. In this, yeah, that would be
1: a fair description. That's a fair description, I think. Yeah, I think that's a
3: good analogy. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, cool. So, yeah, I was then we're gonna ask, I guess, a bit about you also. Featured you got yourself an Irish vest on the running scene as well. Do you want to talk a bit about that running the junior home internationals in mountain running?
3: Yeah, I did indeed.:
1: Yeah, yes. and so uh, like what uh what, what was it that uh really led to your success as as Rory Long would describe a multidisciplinary international athlete. <laughs>
3: I suppose you know when you're just doing that well in one sport and you think, Asher, why not just go for the second? The, the primary,
2: primary one, right? Oh
3: God, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I just did that one. Um. It was my last year, I think, that I would have been able to do it, and I don't, I didn't run the selection race because I didn't actually. No or I didn't know about it or I forgot about it or something. I don't exactly remember. But they didn't have a full team. So I got in touch with the guy and was like, Look, if you want another member, um I'll join. <laughs> and yeah, then he was like eventually he was like, Oh yeah, grand So I went and it was lovely. Um I'm glad I did it. Even though I missed the mornings for it, which was kinda sad. It was kinda sad to have to pick between the Oof. two. Um, yeah, that's rough. But I figured I'd have another, like, I'd definitely end up doing the mornings again at some stage. Um, so I was like, I might as well just do this one. But yeah, it was really, uh, yeah, it was in Snowdon in Wales. And it was such a nice day. It was so sunny. um. Yeah, it was good times.
2: Sounds lovely. Yeah, mm.
3: I like, I still kind of remember it as a bit of a, like, a little weekend getaway kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess when you didn't really actually earn the spot, that's probably how you remember. It.
3: Shut up. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> although I had kind of done my ankle in the week before, Callum and I and who else? Kev and Connor, I think. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. Went okay, on like a joust. kind
3: of long run in jays. It was maybe two hours. I again, I could be making that up, but they were prepping for the mornings and they had bags, and I was just coming for the long run and. I kinda went like went over my ankle quite badly on the downhill and basically couldn't run for a few days. And that was on the Saturday before and it was the next Saturday. And then I was kinda like, Oh, I don't know will I be able to run at all because it was still really swollen and like just sore by like Wednesday kind of thing. And then I basically just taped it up loads and was like, Oh, hopefully it'll be okay. And it caused me no issues whatsoever, which was amazing.
1: Nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was yeah. So you did it. You did your ankle in on the long run on the Saturday. You yeah. You still ran on the Sunday, the Wednesday, the Thursday, and the Friday before the race. But.
3: yeah, but the Sunday I went out for a run and then, oh, that was awful.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yep. That was went so over impressive. my good ankle kind of badly yesterday. So instead, just tested it Paul, out.
3: Can you not have my attack point up there as like some kind of? I feel like everything I say is being like fact-checked I feel like you don't believe me
1: no I believe you but it's obviously ideal to have like the live insights ready and available okay okay, okay fine know?
3: I'll let you in got,
1: got the anonymous... I think
3: one maybe Wednesday or Thursday I did it on the cross trainer although I'm not certain about that
1: um
3: to be honest it doesn't really matter basically I had a sore ankle and it turned out to be fine
1: yeah, no, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were all normal runs. You did cross training on Tuesday, though.
3: Oh, that would have been it. Yeah, I remember, though, it still being... It was definitely, like, I probably shouldn't have gone for those runs, but I kind of was just a bit, like, nervous about it and wanted to mm-hmm. test it and wanted it to be okay, so... Yeah.
1: Thursday says ankle felt high.
3: Oh, that sounds good. I do, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I was having ankle anyway. problems.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to
1: fair Friday was a shake out the evening before the race and. Yeah, I remember anyway. that.
3: That was really nice. It was lovely weather then too. I love the sun.
1: Yeah. Good company on that one too.
3: Yeah. Always.
1: Anyway, um yeah, very good. Um so that puts you in the same realm as myself I guess as a, you know, multi-disciplinary international <laughs> athlete. With my, uh, my bridge career, you know, I've never opened up publicly about my Irish caps, but here we are.
3: I'm glad we got here. It's been yeah. a long journey, but...
1: Had to happen at some stage.
3: Hopefully I'll be able to drag
1: up. clean up to that level
2: with me in the future. I'm so honoured to be part of this, this discussion, this group of international athletes, multidisciplinary. you. Yeah.
3: Honestly, if you ever feel like you just kind of want an autograph, you can get in contact with me.
2: (laughs) Great. I will be in contact with you. No doubt.
3: Sweet. Sweet.
2: Um, I I have an interesting question. How much money do you have in your bank account at the moment?
3: I have (laughs) no idea. I can fully say that I haven't checked my bank account in about a month because I haven't spent anything.
1: Okay. Go on, go on. Have it land to the app there now. Bring it up
3: for us. Uh, not really.
2: Nope. thousand. Give us, give us a range.
3: Uh, but I actually have no idea. And also, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you guys because, you know, I'm saving up for big things.
1: Right, right.
2: Big five.
3: Banking up for a big one. Big five. You know, it ain't gonna fund itself.
2: It could Dad's awesome. never missed the big five. <laughs> nope. Big five is cheap as ask, ask the all the Irish who have got, gone to Big Five how yeah, rich they felt with flights, the cloud. <laughs> flights.
3: Flights, well, um, To South Africa.
2: <laughs> South Africa.
1: Actually, not as bad as you expect it to be. I think I paid like like Higher, like mid seven hundreds, but I think you definitely could have done it for like five something if you had, yeah, uh yeah, probably if you'd booked further in advance, sort of thing. And but maybe, maybe I'm a little wrong about that
2: as well. Yeah, it's not bad, like
3: yeah, it's yeah. not bad, but like that's, no, that's pretty most of my thing. bank account would probably be cleared up on that. Generally. Oh, cool. Ooh, we thank you,
2: got you info, the, we got
3: the Yeah. <laughs> Woo, I have no money <laughs>
1: um yeah, so obviously you're just a young and but uh just yeah, I'm gonna ask you kind of uh what your favorite trip so far orienteering or hill running, or what has been
3: ooh, interesting, what my favorite trip has been, um Well,, uh, there's probably been a few the two weeks we spent in France was I remember like that was so enjoyable uh like how many years ago that was twenty sixteen maybe I'm probably wrong with that because I'm never very good with actually getting the years right, but um, and yeah, sort
1: of some more back It there. was
3: French five day and then for a week, and then we went to uh where the shorts house is and where walk was in twenty eleven I think and yeah. tr- did a training week there. Um cool. Yeah that, that was really a really good week. Too. Um what else? I liked O Ring and a lot just because it's just such enjoyable orienteering. It's just really weird. Yeah
2: um, the Mecca
3: um what else i haven't really done any hell running trips apart from that one weekend to wales um which was very enjoyable but i feel a weekend will never really compare to like a week trip you know um eok poland i really enjoyed for the sheer like funniness of how unsuccessful we were like it was just quiet it was just, we were actually just laughing at ourselves by the end of that trip because we just did so badly. Um, That was my first EOC as well and it was just fun. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, fair. You're definitely not the first person on this podcast to have a shock in EOC.
3: <laughs> yeah, good times.
1: Bit of a team of Irish-oriented Tears, to be honest.
3: Um, but, uh yeah, j last year so I enjoyed a lot. To be honest, I would just say so many of my trips. Norway 2010, yeah, yeah. a classic. Yeah, that you
1: really haven't chosen a
2: trip. But... A lot of people.
3: Yeah, but I just like to spread the love between all my trips, you know? Fair
1: enough.
2: What was that you asked, Brad? WALK 2020 seems to be quite a popular event.
3: Oh, yeah, but I didn't run that, you see.
2: Well, it hasn't happened yet. You mean 2010? Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, 2010.
3: Oh, I was thinking of Walk 2019. I, the fact that I actually didn't even know what year. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, Walk 2010, I just like Norway, isn't it? Nice place. It was just
1: a big Irish junior squad trip, so there were lots of people there, and it was obviously yeah. a really nice forest, and we were all staying on the same kind of hard floor together. Yeah, it's crazy it that really I was good.
3: 10 then. You were 10? Yeah. <laughs> Like when you think
2: about that, that's
3: just madness. Wow, mm. just 10 as well. <laughs> but I remember it so well.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, do you want to go through like what is your best race or best result? Any memories from it?
3: I genuinely couldn't tell you what my best result is. I haven't had much success at um, mm, 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 eok or really my jaywalks like
1: it doesn't have to be an international yeah a race that really that's true. so you really satisfied at the
3: finish um, hmm I think that there were a few times at o-ring in last year where I had a good run and it just I think when you have a good run in like technical Swedish forest like it's just 10 times more rewarding because like when you understand what's going on in the map and it's just hard to do that then it's just a nice feeling so yeah a few of them and what else oh I had a good I remember SHI's last year was one race that like just kind of went well it was kind of sand dunes and I was a bit like uh going into it because I just sand dunes sometimes I was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be great because, as well, I was running W21 because we had too many W20s but not enough W21s. And I was still kind of first year 20 and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to run a long course in sand dunes, which I always find sand dunes really, really physical. And, um, yeah, it just went well. Like, nothing was crazy good, but I... uh, I just always knew what was going on and it was kind of long and I could just kind of run and follow what was going on on the map. And I just kept seeing loads of people standing out there being like, what is going on? And I, I didn't really get distracted by that. Like I saw so many people. I don't know how I saw that many people, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm quite easily distracted when I see people. So I think that was a big thing that I didn't. Um, yeah, I think I always run Better kind of in autumn time off the back of like a heavy summer of orienteering um a few kind of i suppose i've had a few jhis where those like that have gone well because i've just spent the summer orienteering kind of um but yeah that'll be a while ago now um yeah
1: yeah would it be fair to say two-time winner of the uh the marcus pinker trophy at the jhis
3: yeah, yeah, it would. Although I don't know if that's my claim to fame. I don't know <laughs> how that uh,
1: it's comes more than most of us have to be honest. Um, so yeah. just for any any listeners uncertain of the details of that, the Marcus Pinker Trophy is awarded the best Irish performance of the weekend.
3: Yeah, it was always my second years. Like when I was second year, sixteen, I came fourth, and when I was second year at I came third. Um, uh yeah i always that's why i was kind of like this year i'm second year 20 and everything was cancelled which was a little bit annoying but
1: well maybe it'll be an autumn time when you're just coming in
3: true that when i'm at my best
1: yeah Um, it is interesting though as you say like the kind of you know internationally tried and tested method of orienteering lots equals good orienteering results
3: but we haven't quite
1: mastered it in ireland
3: (laughs) Kind of a funny one, um. But it's also just, you know, if you're running that like stuff like Jay Walker, Eoc, it's obviously going to be high quality, um, and you're going to be, you know, looking back over your races and stuff. Which, if it's just a league event, even if I'm doing it every weekend, which is still good, I'm I might not actually, you know, look back at my map or whatever. I think it's just a combination of everything, um.
1: But no, I think it's just like. You haven't said that for, for all our all our juniors listening, of which we know there are many. Um, yeah, it's like clearly if you have the opportunities, and not everybody might, but getting as many decent quality orienteering races in before your big competitions in the couple months, like yeah, as yeah. regularly as possible, that's I guess where you get all the benefits.
3: Definitely, but I think even this year we were doing like. Well, I don't know if it's just how I saw it but like I'd been I seemed to be doing more um orienteering during this like academic year than I had been in the previous couple of years like we just had a few weekends of like say UCD weekend there was a uh, maybe kind of juniorish weekend at some stage that I did and then there was the Belfast weekend which like if you have a few of those weekends going on I remember there was a few weekends where I was doing stuff every weekend, kind of orienteering related. Um, and some like say in the UCD weekend, if you're doing like however many courses in a weekend, um, I don't know. I just was like, this is good for Ireland.
1: Yeah. 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 No, definitely. And that's the stuff. If you can get that sort of stuff in regularly, that's obviously we see all the improvements and the sharpening up. of yeah, exactly. The skills. Yeah. And then I guess on the converse side, any any really, yeah, well, I just feel like <laughs> you won't have had as many moments like this, but any heartbreaking races, moments, races where you finished and you were just quite like, yeah, hard to get over that one, Norm.
3: Um, to be honest, no, not really, not heartbreaking. I've had some pretty shocking races, but like, I, I don't even really necessarily remember one that stands out and I suppose that probably just shows that there was nothing that heartbreaking because it didn't bother me that much. Um, I had I remember at Jaywalk last year, it did annoy me a lot when I mis-punched in the middle. Um I, but I wasn't anywhere near heartbroken. It was just annoying because like it's just st- stupid, you know what I mean? When you like mispunch. And I was like, I don't even remember the last time before that that I've missed punched but you just, like, let your head get flustered and then you do stuff that you wouldn't even do on a normal course. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of stuff. There was one EOC where, on the relay, it's always worse as well when you have a bit of a shock on the relay because you feel bad. Um, there was one relay where I was already having a terrible run. Um... I think Emer maybe was waiting for me to come back and I lost my SI in the forest. (laughs) Who's that? And I spent like, uh, yeah, I lost my SI and I spent like 10 minutes, I think, just kind of like, maybe not 10 minutes, but I think it was 10 minutes and it definitely felt like 10 minutes anyway. Um, Just like kind of rooting around in the forest trying to find it. And I actually found it, which is like kind of, Shocking! Like I, I have no idea how I find it because I was just kind of searching this pretty large area. But yeah, that was just like stupid stuff like that stands out because it's just like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I understand when I make mistakes, I'm like, oh, it's kind of fair enough that you make mistakes. Like sometimes it's just hard and you haven't been doing enough orienteering. But when you do really stupid stuff, I'm just like, that, you just lost the plot altogether.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, that's kind of me for most of my questions. I don't know, Bradley, if you had any more.
2: Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to ask, who do you think would win in a fist fight between Simone Nigley and Mina Kalpi?
3: I don't know who Mina Kalpi is. Oh,
2: my God.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to get, like, abused for this, but, but, yeah. At least she knows
1: who Simone Nigley is. What country is she
3: from? I genuinely couldn't tell you. Although, I think...
1: Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did
3: she have a different name before she was married?
1: She got renamed Simona Nigley Luder. So, like, she added a, a barrel onto her name.
3: Well, I, I just am like, I know Simona like Inigli- I know Simona O'Negley, you know? But I is she Swiss?
1: Well, she is. You've looked out there, mate.
3: Yeah, I kind of... If I had to guess, I would have guessed Swiss, but I suppose that doesn't really say anything.
1: Uh, I thought okay. I was going to say so Swiss gonna, and would all be like, I guess um, you probably don't know what I'd I'm going to back, gonna back
3: Simone from personal experience of No, <laughs> that's so stupid. Not personal experience. <laughs> from knowing her name over not knowing the other girl's name, you know? Okay.
2: Change the question. Uh so versus <laughs> Alexanderson.
3: I'm gonna put Tove because I I know her nationality and yeah. She's good. I feel like she could she, she's good. Oh she's no good. no. I sorry. Good. I'm actually You're talking gonna say against Simone.
2: Here.
3: I'm gonna say Simone, which is a but bit of an nice nice outside like. chase. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that Tove is kinda nice. Do you know what I mean? yeah like she's kind of i think she'd like back down a bit in the fist fight the problem is i don't know simone that well so like maybe simone's real nice too and would also back down but i mean i gotta take my chances here
1: fair enough i mean i guess we have to respect the answer (laughs) I'm saying There's probably not a lot of research knowledge gone into a but in fairness, is there ever that much looking up some of the orienteering heroes of our sport?
3: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like is there ever gonna be like I'm making as educated a guess about the fist fight as someone who knows about both of them? Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm, no, I it's like
3: that. none <laughs> of us actually know how a fist fight is gonna pan out between the two of them.
1: Yeah, of course, but you don't even know what they look like, what their physique is like.
3: I do. I know what Tove looks like. I just don't know what Simone looks like.
1: That's a pretty big factor. Yeah, that's
3: actually true. It doesn't matter if I know what one of them looks like if I can't compare it to the other one. Um, Have you heard
1: of Thierry Georgiou?
3: Yeah, I've heard the name <laughs> once or twice. My brother, uh, actually, this guy I know, like worships him. That's so pretty annoying.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, If you're looking at orienteering from a theoretical point of view, Thierry is the purest. That's for sure. Uh,
3: No, I would say I know a lot of the big names. Okay, no, that's not true at all. I take that back. I take it back. But (laughs) I would say from, I would know a lot of names from walks in recent years. Because you do have to bear in mind that I am a lot younger than you guys
2: yeah yeah no
1: I do get that yeah but Thierry is like his you know he's kind of the same era as Nigley. but he just lasted probably maybe three years extra three or four years
3: yeah but bear in mind he also came to Ireland and sorry he's also just like the most famous I feel
1: what are your thoughts on that Brad
3: he's the biggest name that I would have heard when I was that age because I wouldn't have known many of the big orientiers when I was, like, 15, but I wouldn't have known Thierry Jourjou. Yeah,
2: it's fair. tough to not know Thierry Jourjou if you're an yeah. orientier. But if you were going
1: to know any females, it would have been Needley, right?
3: But I do know her name and her nationality. I just don't know what she looks like, which would have been fair <laughs> because I wouldn't have been watching her at that age.
2: Calpi was a yeah. shocker. <laughs> yeah, And her you... nationality, you guessed.
3: <laughs> no, nah, I still think it was an educated guess, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Your yeah, Cowpea is a shocker, yeah.
3: Who is... Tell me more about Cowpey.
1: I'll just link you to that famous walk 2011 If you she were at. Is Last leg of the relay.
3: Yeah, bear in mind I was 11.
1: She is finished, yeah. I thought you were 10. Oh, that was 11. a good
3: guess from me. No, walk 2011, oh, yeah. I was 11. Walk 2010, I was 10.
1: Fair, yeah. yeah. Minna Cowpey, that was a tough name to guess. The nationality of. Well, in fairness...
3: Anyway, I wouldn't be good with but, but yeah. no, I do
1: do appreciate you're that bit younger and it's the um the Casper Fossers of the world that you would follow.
3: Well, yeah. more that I'd be at the same things. But yeah.
2: Cool.
1: Well, um yeah, that's all for me. I don't know. Is that you yeah. wrapped up, Brad?
2: Yeah. Got the cool. important ones in there.
1: We have yeah. uh, the episode that was a big one. <laughs>
3: um,
1: the the episodes have been rolling on these weeks, uh, but yeah, I no big s- complaints from the listeners yet. So,
3: how long is this?
1: This is seventy five minutes, and it'll probably be a little longer with the intro and outro on.
3: Phew, that's long enough. Like, I don't know if I'd even want to listen to me speak for that long.
1: Yeah, I've been struggling listening to you as well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep, class. All right, you invited me here. Um, okay, sweet. I'll love you and leave you all.
1: Cool. It's been a pleasure. Um,
3: I might go have some hot chocolate and marshmallows. Oh,
2: sayonara.
3: oh, sayonara. you're playing Japanese. Sayonara.
2: Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.
1: Yeah, sayonara.
3: see, that's the thing. Everything's a sayonara, but it's more of a sayonara.
1: sayonara. Yeah, you can see the kind of what call it over the O. Sayo nara.
3: Yeah, yeah. Which just means you, you double the length of time.
1: Uh, okay, so Like an extended.
3: Nara. Yeah, but actually cool. they pronounce their R's like kind of more like L's because they don't have an L. So it's sayonara kind of.
1: Sayonara.
3: Okay, you didn't hear it as much there.
1: <laughs> and on that note, I think... Uh... <laughs> I think we'll call it
3: yeah either. okay yeah yeah bye-bye <laughs> Been all. A pleasure, guys see you later
1: <laughs> cheers
0: mm-hmm. a scrub is a guy that thinks he's fine and is also known as a buster, buster. buster. always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broken ass soul. Rise on, I don't find it surprising if you don't have the cheese to please me and bounce from here to the coast of overseas. So.